Scav, the giant campus-wide scavenger hunt that is often used as an example of UChicago's trademark quirkiness, but has also received criticism for being too hedonistic of an activity. My name is Ram Balasubramanian, and I sat down with a few participants of Scav 2019 to get a clearer picture of what this competition is really all about. So first off, let's do introductions. So just go around, say your name, your year, and what Scav team you were part of. Uh, hi, I'm Brett. I am a first year, and I was part of BJ. My name is Maxwell. I am a first year, and I was part of the Breckenridge Scav team. Excellent. Okay, so for the good stuff now. To start off, I want to ask you guys, what made you join SCAD in the first place? Did you hear about it before or after you applied here? Did an upperclassman suggest that you participate? What exactly got you involved? Yeah, so my first, like, biggest introduction to it was I actually didn't really know much about SCAV at all before I applied. And then I went to a UChicago meet and greet in New York City, and then the people that were speaking were all saying, like, oh, there were all of these essays about SCAV. And I was like, oh, I, like, thought that wasn't really a big deal. And then I heard the, um, the thing about the nuclear uh, experiment that was done in BJ for SCAV, and I'm like, oh, that sounds so interesting. So then I wasn't sure that I was going to be, like, a it was going to be a big thing for me, but then I was just talking to some of my friends, and it seemed like this, like, weird, quirky thing that we can do, and there were just some, like, really interesting topics that we can make, like, fun out of, and then uh, I ended up spending many hours, and I was up to, like, 2.30 or 3 in the morning doing SCAV on Saturday night, which was awesome. Mr. is an alumni here. Um, she was really into SCAV when she spent her time here. She loved doing it. She'd have my family make items for her. And it, was just, it just seemed like a really fun time. And she kind of dragged me into it when she came back to visit for SCAV. Interesting. So what, in your guys' opinion, represents like the typical quality of a person who would be involved in SCAV? Someone that can, I would say someone that can definitely like make fun out of a situation. Like, like I feel like for BJ, like the main thing was like, if you're, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a great, um, like MO for SCAV. Like, I think that if you, if you're doing it and you're just doing it, like, okay, I'm going to just do something that's like, like not really any fun in it, just like do it so I can try to get some points. And I don't think that's really like the way that I see it as the most fun. I think that just making fun out of the situation, doing like, you have to be like weird and quirky and have like these like weird ideas, like for certain, just like for a lot of different topics. So, yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, I think um, if you're not having fun doing the items you're trying to get points for, there's really no point in doing said item. The point of it is kind of get together as a community and have fun over like silly items. All right. So um, it's true that you guys only have a few days to complete hundreds of tasks uh, on the scab list. So what was each of your guys' individual team game plans like? Okay, well, after list release in Breckenridge, they spent the next several hours reading through the list, planning out who would do items, which items fall like, under certain categories, like these items require costumes to be made, they, are these items for the road trip? While they're doing this, they print out the scav list on huge sheets of paper and post them on the wall outside of the lounge so anyone could walk by put their name down for an item, and like, or they could just put their name down and say they need help with that item. And people would frequently update this list and like do items that they want to do. Usually people would find items that really interested them, or like they, there'd be like different game plans on how to like work on like specific items. And any item that was like had like a time date or like a specific time to complete the item, they, there would be a plan to get that done like sooner than say the other items. Yeah, um, we had an Excel spreadsheet 
that was made um, shortly after list release. Uh, so it basically had everything color coded by like if, if someone was signed up and it would show like their names. So you can maybe even like contact them if you want to be a part of it. And also like the priority and that was and also the points were listed. But then uh, obviously the things that were higher points would usually be more higher priority. So then there were a lot of availabilities. And then at least for me, like I went in, uh, I didn't start until Saturday early afternoon. And there were a lot of things available, um, especially I mean, a lot of the weird things, but also a lot of videos. So I ended up making a ton of, like, just weird videos that were cool. So, yeah. Breckenridge House and Snell Hitchcock Residence Hall tied this year for first place, if I'm not mistaken. So were there any rumors floating around while you guys were doing scab about, like, who was in the lead and why? Because it's over four days and you're really focused with your own team, it's hard to gauge how other teams are doing compared to yourself. So... Like, you're just fo so focused on doing your own items that there really isn't like, any rumors that go around that another team is doing better than your team. Oh, yeah. So, in my case, I guess, like, I definitely did hear certain things about, like, I, like, I heard a few things about, like, people in Snell, maybe, like, they're not trying as hard or maybe they're, like, going to try not to win for one year or, like, they were just, like, throwing it or something like that. I did hear some of those rumors, but, yeah, that, that was mainly it. Okay, great. So I know it's been a few weeks since Scab took place, but were there any outstanding items on the list that you guys just have to talk about? Okay, so um, one was meat-shaped stone-shaped meat on stone. So basically, yeah, that, that was the prompt, and it was for five meat-shaped points. So what we did was, uh, at first, my idea was, okay, so we have to make meat in the shape of a stone and then put it on a stone. So I'm like, okay, fine. But then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, I was talking with my, a couple of my friends because like we we're all doing it, and then it was like the stone that the meat is being modeled after is in the shape of meat. So then a couple of my friends Googled um, what meat-shaped stone was, and it's this Chinese jasper-like stone. And so um, we basically modeled half-cooked meat out of that, and then we put it on a rock from the courtyard, and it looked really weird, and it was really cool though. What else did I do? We had this, I made a music video, which was like really late at night and no one had done it. So I'm like, okay, instead of going to bed, it was probably like two in the morning. I was just like, I'm going to do this. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah. So we had to make a music video in this person, I forget her name, her style. And so I, I looked her up and I, I talked to some of the people in Scav about like movies she had done. And like one of her biggest movies was apparently this I think it's a man in England who had a lot of money and then he became a woman and then it was Tilda a question. Swinton. Tilda Swinton, that's what it is. And so, um, and it was whether or not she, he, she then was entitled to the money. And so, basically, what I did was I, oh, and it was a Baroque style music video. So, I was with one of my friends and I was like, oh, I have like a $20 bill on my phone. So I just take that and I'm like, oh, I have so much money. And I have like necklaces and I'm like, oh, wow, look at all these <laughs> necklaces I have. I'm so cool. And then also all of this was like muted over with like loud, like Beethoven playing over it. Yeah. And then um, and then after that, it cuts to me turning into a bear. And then my friend Liza taking the money and then taking my taking my necklaces and the one thing you can hear is her saying raw bear raw <laughs> right. i believe the original video it's called glass handle and it's essentially a broke music video with a bunch of dogs a bunch of cocky spaniels running around through water um running back and forth and so for when we did this item we went to the the lake and we were so we essentially acted like dogs running back and forth 
um, sometimes in slow-mo. And it was a whole lot of fun. Any other items in my small? Lunchables Go-Gurt. So you had to, like, essentially put... Lunch, yeah, yeah, it's kind of disgusting. But you had to put um, lunch, like, fit Lunchables in a Go-Gurt tube and present it to the judge at um, Judgment Day. And for this item, ju- Judgment had already begun, and I was told by some of my team members to run all the way from Ida Noise to Jewel Osco to get some Go-Gurt and Lunchables so they can make this. And we were rushing to put this together before the judge even came t- to Judge I mean, it it was a bit stressful, but like it was a lot of fun running back and forth to get the, these items together. Do yeah. you guys have like a personal favorite item on the list? Oh, one the I don't know if it's I'd say favorite or funniest, but one of them that gave me the biggest laugh was "You Chicago um, leaves no task undone, complete project A one one nine for quote billions and billions of points, actually five points for the team that gets the closest." So Project A-119 was a project from 1958 where the United States attempted to detonate nuclear bombs on the moon. Obviously, it wasn't completed. It's kind of, it's kind of fun to see an item that tells you to, get the cl- to be the closest to completing this item. One of our team members had a piece of, uh, of an asteroid wrapped in two layers of aluminum foil um, in a plastic bag next to a Diet Pepsi um, bottle. And then they drop in Mentos so to detonate. Wow. <laughs> How about you, Brett? So one of them, I was with one of my friends, and it was about... So, so the scav, like, captains are being mean to us, and then because of that, we get superpowers. So I was with one of my friends, and we were thinking of, like, okay, how are we going to, like, show that we have superpowers? So one thing I was thinking of, okay... The, the way that I can do this without using, like, weird special effects is just to be, like, at least for me, is to be, like, oh, I can move your hand, and I can make your head go up. And, like, she was just, like, doing that. And she's, like, oh, my God, I can't control that. And then, yeah, and then for her, we got this, we, we did end up getting special effects, and it was basically just we made an avalanche come. So she was, like, I have the power to make avalanches come. And I was, like, no, 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 don't do it. And then she did it. And then there was an avalanche. And, yeah, that was really fun. So moving on, if I remember correctly, there are special SCAB events that take place during the few days in which the competition occurs, like SCAB Olympics. Could you guys describe SCAB Olympics and the other things that took place in, in further detail? So the main events, if I recall correctly, are there's SCABant Garde, which is a film festival where they present three-minute avant-garde films with all sorts of like, special rules in place. Scav Olympics is essentially Scav Olympics. There's a list of different activities to accomplish. So for this year, it was things like an Annie Oakley style shootout where you had to use a mirror to shoot behind you. There was carrying a lubricated grapefruit between your chin and your collarbone and race across Eckert Quad. There was in an entire banana, peel included, peel and stem. And, and then there's kind of mundane tasks like tap a mouse on a keyboard for every second for an entire minute. I don't know if this counts as a major one. I did the, I think it was Friday, I did the, like, the sunrise brick construction. Okay. Yeah, so I did that. 
That, that was really fun. That was the first scav item I actually did. Okay. Yeah. And then someone that Rio, who was working on it the night before, just asked, like, hey, is anyone uh, able to do it tomorrow? So I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, so what so, exactly is it? So basically, they a lot of people painted on 200 bricks, okay. and it's like 10 by 20. Okay. It's, I think it's one color per brick, and it creates like a sunrise. And so then you have to put it, like, put it together and then ship it to outside of Ida Noise. And you have to put it together between 12 and 12.30. And so, yeah, we did that. And that was really, it was interesting trying to, like, we had a whole instruction sheet, but then it got, like, confusing about, like, what meant what. And then, no, but it, it was really cool. I mean, you used, like, actual bricks. Like, each one was, like, I don't know, like, three to five pounds, maybe, like, whatever. And, yeah, and a lot of the other groups didn't, which was interesting. So, like, yeah, that was fun and cool. Okay, so next question. Do you guys think that there is an intersection between SCAV and house culture? I think SCAV is a great way to bring like a community like house together. In some cases, it could be dorms. Breck is kind of weird in that they have their own team that is just their own house, but that kind of just comes from the fact that they used to be their own satellite dorm. But it really does bring people together. Yeah, what I think is that I think that dorms with house culture will have um, a strong like SCAV identity and presence, but I don't think that SCAV is necessarily, like, like at least for me, like I'm in Chamberlain, mm-hmm. and part of our house culture wasn't necessarily revolved around SCAV. It was yeah. just that like there were two separate things, and like because in BJ we're prone to house culture, yeah. it was just natural that a lot of us were to go to do SCAV. Okay. House culture doesn't necessarily have to revolve around SCAV. Generally speaking, I've seen many houses with strong communities and strong house culture have an active SCAV. Okay, so would you guys mind sharing a highlight and a low light from your time in SCAV? I feel like there are other, a lot of other people who definitely participated more in SCAV than I did that have like higher highlights and lower lowlights than I did. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I think working together, pulling, some students did like pull all-nighters, putting together items, working together with each other was a lot of fun. I think working on like, like the items that you worked on with like a, a large group of people was probably be part, like be my highlights in that. It was a lot of fun, acting completely ridiculous and silly. Lowlights probably are just from the actual like construction and like production of items because I've frequently seen um, students get various injuries. I accidentally put my hand on a hot glue gun, but I didn't see. My highlight, I, I definitely say, like, there were many highlights. Usually while I was filming, like, certain things or, like, do, doing certain activities and then also seeing the end result was really cool. Yeah. One thing that was really cool was I went to the list release. So that was really fun, like, cheering and everything like that. And then afterward, it was pouring rain. And instead of, like, waiting for a bus or whatever, I, with, like, a couple of people, like, actually a maybe like 10 to 20 people from BJ, mm-hmm. we just decided to run back. Okay. And it was so fun. Yeah. And like, and my shirt, it was the, it was the shirt from hosting the on Pros, um, Prosby's. Okay, okay. And that was like completely destroyed. <laughs> and I have like, I didn't even notice until like I got it back from the laundry and yeah. it had a ton of stains, still does. I tried to do it today, it still has a ton of stains, but it was so fun. And yeah. it was pouring rain and yeah. just like running back. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, take it back. My, hi- my <laughs> highlight was, I'd say it would be list release and uh, results. All of the chanting, collective effervescence. Yeah, um, it was fun. I, I love screaming off on the top of my lungs with like a large group of people. Running back from list release through the rain. Well, Breckenridge has a tradition where as soon as we get the list, we run back to Breckenridge from oh. Ida. Also, during results, the chants were a lot of fun. Most of them were very ridiculous and made no sense. That's actually something I wanted to ask you guys about. Could you, like, explain some of the chants and the signs? Or are they just, like, meant to be nonsensical? There was a poster that says, Active driveway, do not park here. That I am not sure whether it was just taken from Booth or, like, it flew on the midway at some point and they picked it up and brought it back to the Breck. 
but they carried this with them to the event and would start chanting, active driveway, do not park here. Some of them were more in tune with like house history. So one of them for Breckenridge was Earls on Top, which is a reference to how, uh, because their house is named after Sophonise Breckenridge, who was the, I believe, the first female dean back in like the early 1900s, to honor her, the Breckenridge's floors. Their floors are split based on gender, and they have girls on the top floor to be symbolic of like empowering women. So their motto is girls on top. So moving on, if you guys could change one thing about SCAV, so for example, how it's run, the name, the way items are released, what would you change and why? One of the few things that kind of sucks with SCAV is that half of it is during the actual work week, so when you have classes. So some of the items kind of become hard to do. It's, it is beneficial having alumni on your team who like show up and like are available during those times to show up and do those items. But for teams that are mainly current students, those are hard to do. And I guess that's just kind of how like the way SCAV is. So would you like advocate removing those items that are only possible for alumni to do? I wouldn't say it's just that only alumni can do those items because there are people who like have open schedules. Yeah, or at least limiting those types I of guess. items. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I, I do really, I really like SCAV and like how it's run. Uh, I guess maybe one thing that would be kind of interesting is... I mean, I don't know, I just thought of this when you asked the question, that, like, if maybe there were, like, some questions that lead you to find other questions. Oh, okay. I mean, like, so it's, like, like that would be, like, very scavenger hunty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, like maybe there will be one question that, like, leads you to find, like, in a pot somewhere, like, the, like 20 more questions, or maybe, like, there's a URL online that will bring you somewhere. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure, just, like, yeah, 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 that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be interesting. That does sound very interesting. Okay. I kind of want to shift gears a little bit, and I have to warn you guys, this is one of the hardest questions on my list. But I'm sure you guys are aware of the whole Scav Bothers Me uh, Mm. post from a few years back. It discussed how Scav is an overindulgent celebration put on by University of Chicago students that has absolutely no broader social significance. And the poster kind of argues that Scav is a commemoration of living in a privileged bubble within the Hyde Park community. So how do you guys respond to this and defend Scav? I mean, I guess I would say that, like, I feel like Scav... I mean, of course, there are some items that don't really require, like, very little to no money at all. I mean, like, yeah, and obviously some do, but I think that, like, the reason I value it most is because, I mean, it's fun, which is really cool, but also, I mean, we're here because I think we're all, like, very, like, free thinkers, and we like to just, like, do, like, weird, quirky things and things with our minds, and I think that this is the perfect way to express that. And so I think that Scav gives us, like an actual medium where, like, maybe, like, if, if you're making, like, for example, Lunchable Go-Gurt, it might seem like it's just, like, completely, it wouldn't make any sense. Or, like, meat-shaped, stone-shaped meat on stone. But, like, it's getting you to think about certain things and, like, just, like, work together, like, with a group to figure out these, like, questions in order, and I think that there is a strong inherent value to that, and I think that it's very personal to the university that, like, like, like it, it's... It represents the identity of the university where we are free thinkers, we work together, and we just, like, think about weird, quirky things. Yeah. Like, that, that to me, when I first applied here, that's my picture of UChicago. Mm-hmm. Weird quirkiness. And, like, I think SCAB per- perfectly exemplifies that, and it lets us to provide this, like, huge outlet to just, for 300 items, just express yeah. that, which yeah. is cool. I think it kind of goes, I feel like it goes against the point <laughs> of SCAB if you spend an egregious amount of money do like to accomplish these items because I feel like at least when you work on this with a in like a group of friends, it's kind of encouraged to like I guess recycling items maybe from previous years or like doing it like making these items with as little cost as possible. 
Yeah, I mean, I think in, in instruction and learning things, there always is going to be an inherent cost, yeah. but I think that the benefits gained from that outweigh the yeah. costs. Yeah. Okay. All right, great. So last question. If you can sum up your SCAD experience in one word, what would it be? I mean, it was hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. yeah, I guess that, that could be my word. Yeah. It was just really fun. Okay, yeah. Great. Maxwell? I guess simply put, like, it was, like, worthwhile. Okay, worthwhile. Mm, okay. Fun. Great. So those are all the questions I had. Is there anything that I didn't go over that you guys want to let listeners know about SCAV? One thing that I really liked about SCAV was that I got to meet new people, okay. um, especially, like, expats and other people that were in BJ or, like, especially, like, the captains. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to, like, make new relationships, and also people in BJ, like, now I walk by, like, on my way to Kathy or to class, and I see people and I say hi, yeah. and I never knew them before SCAV. Okay, and great. so, yeah, because yeah. you're spending hours and hours with these people, so, like, you make really, like, nice connections. Yeah, great. The entire experience was, it requires a lot of energy, so, like, I think it's a great outlet for, like, house events or, like, in general, like, you can put it to, like, making these items and having great time with friends, and that just, you, and, like, you have a great payout, like, having to getting to present these items as a team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, I guess, like, not everything is always just for the points. I mean, yeah. like, w one of my friends, Grace, I think it was for this, like, comic book, and I think it was, like, something with maybe translation. It, I think they said you wouldn't get any credit um, credit for translating, or maybe they said something like that. But yeah. she just, like, she, just for fun, like, she translated the entire thing, I think, into Arabic. Okay. Um, and it was, like, yeah, it was really cool. And th when the judge came, like, he loved it. And I don't know if we got any points for it, but, like, she just did it because it was for fun, and the yeah. judge thought it was hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, so thank you guys for giving me all this time and answering my questions. Maybe next year we can do this again and invite some more. Yeah, some yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. While I looked at the SCAV experiences of a couple of rank-and-file members, my colleague Julia Radhakrishnan sat down with the SCAV captain from the iHouse team to get a different perspective on the story. Okay, so to start off, could you tell me how you got into SCAV and if you knew coming to UChicago about SCAV or if you it was on your radar at all? Sure, so... I think I got the like baseline introduction to it that admissions gives. Admissions love SCAV and they love to talk about the four-day event where someone built a nuclear reactor. So I think I had that sort of introduction, but I didn't really know what it was. I had never like been to the website or looked at past lists. And a couple of upperclassmen that I was friendly with uh, my first year were the SCAV captains or like very into SCAV, and so talking to them for the first couple quarters definitely made me excited for it. Um, and a couple of my really good friends in Shori were also on SCAV leadership last year, and so it was kind of like, this is a thing that we're going to do together. Um, and I think through talking to upperclassmen, I sort of got the sense that you should like work ahead, so I did my work ahead, um, and SCAV came along, and I like went down to the basement and stayed there for the next four days. <laughs> What goes into being a leader for a SCAV team? How far ahead do you have to start planning things? So on one level, we've been planning, we planned the SCAV since the end of last, last year. Um, I remember after last SCAV, sitting down with two of the people who are going to be this year's captains um, and sort of writing a list of notes as one does after things. But I think we really started thinking about it seriously over winter break. And the first sort of conversations were, let's figure out who our new captain team is going to be and sort of coming up with a timeline for when things were going to happen. Um, and then things definitely intensified the end of winter quarter. And for the pre-preparation work, 
the most important part is getting people excited about SCAV, um, and that really starts in the beginning of the year sort of like bringing it up as it goes along. We had a couple scav items in our lounge and people would be like, why do you have a tire? And I'd be like, well, let me tell you. So just getting scav on people's radar um, and getting them excited about it. And then for the organizational stuff, the end of winter quarter, we had our first meeting where we chose, uh, where we like gave people an introduction and said those things were gonna happen. Um, and so I think for like the second half of winter quarter and the first half of spring quarter, the captains were meeting like once a week, once every couple weeks to talk about talking to housing to get our spaces um, and talking to the RDs to make sure they were still going to order us pizza and feeling, figuring out shirt orders uh, and figuring out the name and how that was going to happen and getting us registered. Um, so that type of thing. What was iHouse's team name this year? Oh boy. <laughs> um, iHouse's team name was r slash u chicago awful housing assignment now i don't want to go here i got a single in i house from what i can tell an awful dorm in an awful location with no culture and now i'm solo pretty depressing part of me was searching for reasons to pull the trigger on taking a gap year and reevaluating where i want to go so i'm taking today's news as a sign am i overreacting <laughs> and in the question of how early we start thinking about scav my friend sent that to me the day housing decisions came out in august and said this should be our scav team name this year that's amazing and how did ihouse's team do this year both in terms of placing and in terms of participation so we did really well and we're actually just like really really happy uh in terms of points we got sixth which is the best that we've ever done and sort of our little like personal goals was we beat both Starboy and Max P which we've never done before um, and so that was a really nice feeling but more importantly to us the fact that every time I went down to the basement there were tons of people in HQ and in the other room we were using and all of the areas in between was incredible and just seeing the amount of people who were excited to be down there and working on projects and like turning around and seeing someone making a piecrete snowman over here and someone paper macheing someone's face over here and see people in the other corner like practicing a dance routine and wearing fishnet tights um, and just seeing the number of people who were involved was really really exciting for us. And the million dollar question, what oh is your favorite scav item? So my favorite scav item this year was item 302, a true and honest scavy. I don't think it was worth any points. I didn't really know what it was. At judgment, the judge for page 23 came over and I was like, it's me. I am a true and honest scavy and I can tell you my sleeve schedule for the past four days to prove it. And he goes, okay, come with me. And I was like, oh no, like what is going to happen? And he takes me into this room and he's like, would you like some tea? And I was like, sure, like what am I going to be made to drink for a scab item? Like I'll do it, but what is going to happen? And he, he made me some tea and he sat down and he's like, so how was your scab? And sat and just genuinely wanted to know how my scab was and if I had any feedback for the judges. And then he asked me if like I had any questions for him. Um, and it was just a really nice opportunity during judgment, which is chaotic, to sit down and drink tea and talk to the judges about scab. Nice. And lastly, can you tell me, because scab isn't just, you know, the list of items on the scavenger hunt. There's a lot of other moving pieces that go into it. So can you lay out what those different things are? Can you be a little bit more specific? Like, um, 
in terms of the leadership team, you guys have to coordinate the road trip yeah. and Scav Olympics yeah. and okay. Scav and Feast. So can you tell me a little bit about how those things come together? Yeah, I get what you mean. I think a big part of it is delegating. And in the meetings we have, we're having at the end of winter quarter and the beginning of spring quarter was a lot of figuring out who's going to handle what. So putting someone in charge of coordinating road trip and we had a food coordinator um, and putting someone in charge of the blood drive or in charge of Scav Olympics. Um, is how we manage those moving pieces because there's a lot of things for the captains to do and so delegating as much as possible. Um, and then as SCAB goes on, the captain's list host is great. It's insane. Um, so like as emails come in that are related to SCAB and Feast or to the blood drive or to SCAB Olympics, like forwarding those on to the people who would know what to do with them. Um, this year, we, the week before SCAB, we checked in with everyone that we had delegated responsibilities to to just be like, hey, you're in charge of the blood drive. This is what you should expect. This is what you should be doing. Let us know if you have any questions. And everyone did just a really fantastic job and went above and beyond what we were expecting them to do. Can you tell me what it's like for a captain specifically when the judges come and visit headquarters? How... How are you feeling in that moment? That was it was chaotic and they had sent out they had sent an email saying that they were going to come to I house at 9:45. Um and then at 9:30 they were in the lobby and they're like we're here and we were like oh no, we told everyone 9:45. Like the people aren't in their costume, like the costume people aren't in their places yet. Um and so I chatted with them in the lobby to try to like stall them for a little bit. Um, but I think the thing that I always forget about SCAV and about the judges is that they write items that they're really happy about, and they write items that they're really happy to see people do, and so, I mean, you think about this at judgment when a lot of judges are like, you have to send me that, or can I take a picture of this happening, um, and during headquarters visits when they're judging items it feels a lot less like they're judging you and more like they're just so excited to see this thing that you did that they asked you to do and so it was definitely like stressful and nerve-wracking going into it um but when they were there it was chaotic they were all trying to fit in our like a very narrow hallway but they were also just like so excited to see the things that we had that it helped maybe a little bit less stressed and for any students listening who haven't participated in SCAV before, what would you want to say to them? You don't have to not sleep for four days in order to SCAV. SCAVing can look like spending two hours on a Saturday afternoon, do like finding one item on the list that you think is funny and stupid and doing it. And if your SCAV team doesn't have that type of culture, then find one that does. Like, you're always welcome to SCAV with iHouse, you're always welcome to SCAV with most of the teams will happily take people who don't love the culture of their SCAV team. SCAV is all about, like, having fun and doing weird and stupid things that you're really excited about, and I guarantee you that there is something on the list that fits that description for you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank I know you're you. super busy, so I appreciate this a lot. Of course. So there you have it. A look on SCAV 2019 from a few different participants. Perhaps their responses can give you a greater insight on whether you want to participate next year or are still prone to being bothered by SCAV. 
Thanks for listening. See you next time.